Welcome to episode 25 of Coffee Pods and Wads, as always, sponsored by Born Primitive UK. Uh, you can use the code COFFEEPODS10 for money off your basket on their website, bornprimitive.co.uk. Uh, thank you, as always, for your continued support, for listening, for sharing uh, the podcast. Please continue to like and share everything you can, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, like it, all that kind of stuff, because it just helps us get the word out there basically um you can follow at coffee pods and wads on instagram or you can join up on patreon.com forward slash coffee pods and wads and the patrons actually know who an upcoming guest is that's pretty damn exciting and they're also getting first refusal on asking questions so have a look on that and get involved um, if you'd like a patch from the show you can dm me on instagram or you can email coffee pods and wads at gmail.com uh, today's guest is jacob hepner uh, jacob is a seriously positive guy he's a four times game alum um he's three time top 10 he's the current sixth fittest man in the world he's also has a ridiculous dog that went viral last week for well just go and watch it um he also started a crossfit or fitness based good news weekly vlog called fran um which he chats about on here he also chats about uh, the games, the cuts, how it happened, how he felt about it, um, who he hangs out with when he's at competitions like that and why. And just after we recorded this, uh, the tyre actually fell off his truck and rolled past him as he was driving home from shopping. Um, so his reaction to that was to host a live Q&A while he waited for help. So if this guy has all the positivity that we need right now. Uh, enjoy, listen, share and tag. Welcome to the middle of Kansas, where I don't get service everywhere. So, you know, it has its ups, has its downs. I mean, Ireland is must be just the middle of Kansas then, because it's pretty much the same. <laughs> Half the struggles we have are trying to get good internet, which doesn't work well for us when we're trying to have an internet business, right? Yeah, like in Ireland, they have this like rural broadband thing that's been in the works for like 12 years, and it's still shit. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like just internet in general out in Kansas. <laughs> cool. Um, right, look, we'll get going. I don't want to keep you too long. So, look, uh, Jacob Hefner, thanks for coming on the show. There's a sentence I never thought I'd say. Um, I really appreciate you giving up your time. Um, and we'll get straight in. So, name of the show is usually the uh, logic that I follow. So, we'll start off with coffee. Do you drink a lot? I, I do not. I, I guess you probably should have asked that before you email me. I'm not a big coffee drinker. Oh, maybe I can convert you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think our household is generally a social coffee drinkers. What that yeah. means is like, if you came over to my house and you stayed the night, and of course you wake up and want coffee, I'd probably ask you, be like, hey, do you drink coffee in the morning? And you'd be like, well, hell yeah, I do. And so we'd have coffee ready for you. And then I'd drink coffee with you. I wouldn't go out of my way to just drink coffee by myself. You'd be drinking it through gritted teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be like, oh, it's th so thankfully you're here, but yeah, I don't want to drink the swill. I can't take the taste. <laughs> I gotta have a lot. Of, I gotta have a lot of sugar in it to make it worth my while. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, do you rely <laughs> on caffeine then for workouts and stuff? Like, do you take other forms of caffeine? Um, yeah, so I take a little bit of pre-workout um, through the sponsor I work for FNX. Um, but yeah, I take. I definitely take pre-workout, but. Honestly, like one of the better things I've taken is uh, they've got like a, like a lot of companies have this now where it's kind of like a morning protein where like you get up, it's a bunch of protein. It's a mix with a, not, it's not caffeine per se. I guess it's a little bit of caffeine, but sometimes it's like natural energy, natural caffeine to a degree. Okay. And so um, that's usually what I drink in the morning is, is pretty solid. So, so I mean, yeah, I drink stuff in the morning. I just don't drink coffee. So it's like guarana or something like that, probably in it or berries or something. 
Yeah, some, yeah, yeah some, something like that. Correct. Cool. Um, podcast then you've so you've done a few. I suppose like we'll include YouTube in this because you got you're probably one of the most, uh, I guess, punctual and consistent uh, YouTube CrossFit channels out there. There's like consistent stream of content coming in. Sure. Do you find it hard any week to be like, oh God, what am I going to talk about this week? Sure. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good question. So <clears throat> when I first started YouTube, um, I have, even when a lot of creators start anything, whether it's podcasting or a YouTube channel, they have higher expectations of what they can do. And then they slowly start realizing what's realistic and they start pulling back. So like my expectations were like, multiple videos a week and they covered all different sorts of areas. And then I realized like, wow, there's a lot of work to put in this. I mean, I could probably get out a video a day if I wanted to, but now you come into the question of quality versus quantity. Right. And so in our sport of CrossFit quality, most of the time is more important than quantity. Um, so in that case, I started having to kind of reel it back and be like, okay, well, yeah, I could put out one video a day, but, if it's crap and no one watches it, it's not really worth my time. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I've kind of, I've actually kind of this past, I've been doing about two videos a week. Um, and usually it's very easy. It's just like, Oh, today I did a workout. So I'm just going to film it and then yeah. commentate on it. It's very easy. You know, a lot of guys have to put in a lot of time. Okay. What am I going to talk about? You know, but for me, I'm just like, you know what? I, I don't have the time to, to do that. I'm just going to film a workout and post it and talk, commentate on it. Um, but the past week, I haven't actually been doing that. I've been focusing on, um, which I'm sure we'll probably get into. I've been focusing yeah, yeah. on this kind of fitness-related awesome news. And so I've been putting my channel on, on kind of the back burner right now, trying to focus on getting this out because this is going to be something that, you know, like my workout videos are great. You know, only a small subset of people in the CrossFit space will watch it and will find value from it. But this next product I'm trying to create, everyone in the fitness space should get some value. It, it, my thought process is if you don't smile or laugh at least once, then I have completely failed you. And, and, and I hope you comment and say that and be like, you suck, Jacob. I didn't even laugh. Well, you know what? Then I will work better next time for you. <laughs> like I started, so like I started doing one episode a week, like on Wednesdays. And I suppose I was kind of the opposite to you. Like if you were saying that you had these big aspirations or, or you know, sure. like big plans or whatever, I think I was kind of like, oh, look, I'll start and I'll see what happens. And then it kind of slowly grew. And now it's at the stage now where I feel like if I'm not careful, it's going to get away from me a bit. So like with the lockdown and stuff, I have access to people, you know, like people like you that I, I probably sure. sh- shouldn't have access to yet, you know, and I'm kind of, people are more gracious with their time because it's more of it to give, I guess. And then I, because of the lockdown here, I said, okay, well, I start putting out two episodes a week then. So just to give people a bit of a distraction, I suppose, and a bit of a break. So I've, I'm at the stage now where I'm like, my whiteboard usually has like one name on it of the person I'm about to interview the next week. And then another name, the other side of the, the episode that's currently out. And now the whiteboard is just filled with names. And I'm like writing down times and dates. I was like having to get into my new show of it in, in case I leave someone hanging, like, and I forget, but like, it's the same, I suppose I'm kind of, I'm at that point now that you're talking about where it's like quality versus quantity. It's like, do I ask someone just for the sake of having a name on the show or do I, you know, stick to my, I suppose my prerequisite before I start of like, I'm only going to use this platform to talk to people that I want to talk to or people that I think deserve to be heard. So I think it's interesting that you have the same kind of outlook on it, I guess, of like the quality is, is uh, as important because I suppose it's easy to get to a point where you just start churning shit out, like, cause you know, people probably watch it like, you know, 
Um, yeah, I think at one point I was doing a video every day for a week. And oof. I mean, like, it wasn't that, I mean, but like on a Thursday, on a rest day, like tomorrow, I would commentate on like seven videos back to back. It would take like an hour. Yeah. I would just commentate on it. And then I'd spend like an hour editing and shove it out there one video a week. Um, but like, after a while, you're like, <laughs> you're like, is that, you have to ask yourself, like, is that money I'm making off that video or that that value i'm providing people is that really worth that much time yeah, yeah. you're like nope nope definitely not do you do you love yourself enough to watch seven hours of yourself working out yeah yeah do you, does my fan base love me so much they're like i'm gonna watch a video every day of the next week <laughs> i would personally say to you i love you for doing that but number one please get outside and do something different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, anyways. W- with your history then, like how, how did you come across the sport of CrossFit? How, how did you become interested in it? Yeah, I was actually invited. <clears throat> um, I was, uh, it was my, uh, I was going into my last year of college or university as you guys would call it. Yeah. And um, so I had one final year of four and, <clears throat> and somebody was like, Hey, you know, you're playing college football, uh, American football. I said, yeah. Cause they'd seen me out there training for it, running, doing sprints, doing uh, drills and stuff. And they're like, you should uh, wait, come this, tomorrow morning, this thing called CrossFit. Cause I was in the gym a lot working out. They knew I was in there lifting. So they knew I had some concept of how to use a barbell. Yeah. And they're like, you should come into the gym tomorrow and do this thing called CrossFit. And at first thought I was like, <laughs> Who thought of that stupid name? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what the crud is CrossFit? Yeah, are they, like, angry, well, are they angry at fitness or what? Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. Yeah, you're right. I was like, uh, what the crap is CrossFit? And they're like, well, you know, it's kind of hard to explain. Like, you must just show up. And kudos to them because, you know, like, if they probably would have tried to explain it to me, I probably would have been like, oh, hell no, I'm not showing yeah. up. Like, I don't even know what that is. But this guy, um, um, I was actually working for the Army as a civilian uh, for the U.S. Army. So he was actually um, active duty, still is active duty. His name is Major, uh, Major Robert Craig. And he goes, uh, you should show up tomorrow. And I said, okay. And so I agreed to it. And then I, I you know, me being the idiot, I didn't get the uh, information out in the correct order of fashion. I said, uh, what time is it? He goes, five in the morning. I was like, <laughs> well, I already agreed to it at this point. I was like, five in the morning? That's like a witching hour. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it. So I show up at five in the morning with a buddy. I, I grabbed the buddy and I convinced the buddy to come along with me because I was like, I'm not showing up to this cult by myself. You know, <laughs> like I want someone to know how I died if I get, you know, a satanic ritual and I get killed somehow. And so uh, <clears throat> this buddy shows up with me five in the morning. And uh, the funny stories I've told so many people is like, for some reason, everyone's first story of going across it is always like, oh, I did Fran. And yeah. it, it makes me wonder, like, <laughs> Is there literal gyms out there that are just like, oh, this guy's new? Cool. We're doing Fran today. Everyone screw <laughs> like, off. We're all like doing hazing Fran. or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, but my, my first workout was not Fran. It was actually rowing and toast bar. There might have been something else, but I don't remember. And I, I just remember they didn't explain it to me. So the gym I went to wasn't a normal affiliate. It was on a military base. And so yeah. they didn't have like a quote unquote CrossFit coach. It was a lot of guys who had a level one that kind of helped lead it, but it wasn't like yeah, someone yeah. was like sorely in charge. And so they didn't really explain the concept of for time. You know, they, they just had to work out on the board. Like, this is what we're doing. You know, like 27, whatever, 27, 21, 15, nine of like toes bar and rowing. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sounds good. And so I'm rowing. First time I touch a rower, you know, I'm rowing. Yeah. And, and these guys are rowing hands. And I'm like, what are these guys doing this so hard for? Like, I'm just <laughs> going to get my workout done. And then I couldn't touch my toes to the bar for the life of me. 
you know, and I just remember getting yelled at to go faster, touch my toes, the bar. I got done and I'm like, dude, these guys, I don't know what just happened because no one explained it to me. Yeah. And luckily some guy walked up to me and goes, he goes, Jacob, you know, um, he goes, I think you'd be good at this if you spent some time. And I'm thinking to myself, good at what? (laughs) Good at rowing your toes the bar? Like, what did I just do? And he's like, I think you'd be good at it. And and I'm thinking, okay, like, you're an idiot. Like, I don't understand. And he's like, he goes, do me a solid. He goes, go back home today, go on the internet and look up the CrossFit games. He goes, just give me, promise me you'll do it for 10 minutes. Look it up and see what it's about. And I'm like, okay, bro, like, whatever. So I went back to work and I'm sitting at my desk and I decided, okay, well, I have some downtime. I'm going to, I'm going to look up CrossFit games. So I looked up the CrossFit games and then I was appalled. Like there is, this is an actual sport and, yeah. and lucky to me, to my knowledge, it includes more than just rowing and toes the bar. Yeah. And uh, so I researched it, looked into it and I was like, this is like a legit sport. And then from that point on, I think within like three days, I realized like, I want to go to the CrossFit games. I don't care what it takes. I was like, I will go to the CrossFit Games at some point. And I remember at that time calling my best friend and, and telling her that and being like, I'm going to the CrossFit Games. And, of course, she was like, I don't even know what that is. And you're like, um, see you at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing it. But, yeah, so that's kind of my uh, Genesis story, per se. It's always interesting, like, there's, like 99.9% of those, like, first CrossFit stories always involve, like, oh, a friend told me or someone dragged me along. And I always think of that other person looking at these elite level athletes going like it's only because i asked them to come that they are where they are and like yeah, i got left yeah. behind in this stupid 5 a.m class yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i don't think i went to many i think i went to 5 a.m classes for a while and then i quickly realized that, that gym was essentially an open gym 24 well not 24 7 like yeah like yeah. five to like nine at night and i was like well hell no i'm not showing up at five in the morning <laughs> i'll show up any other time of the day but yeah so that's kind of the beginnings it's cool. Like, is there, is there a moment then? So obviously you, you had that uh, urge, I suppose, at early, early days to be like, right, I want to do this. But is, is there a moment along the way where you were like, okay, I can do this. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm good at this sport. Like, is there a moment that you remember where you were like, oh, I can actually definitely do it? Um, you know, not really. I think uh, I didn't expect to qualify for the games the second year I went to regionals. I've been 2014. That was my rookie year. I didn't expect to qualify. <clears throat> But I did because the workouts were 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 pretty good for me, um, and so that was kind of a good vote of confidence. And then from there, it was like yeah, it was a lot of time, a lot of my time spent working on okay, well, what am I not good at, and then trying to make sure that I could fix those holes and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, even just looking back through your your history, like there's highlights, and then you know there's some lowlights along the way. But I mean, between the opens of like thirteen, fourteen, you move up a couple of hundred places. Like, is that just a case of like more time has elapsed and you've got more training under your belt and you've kind of noticed things that aren't working and you fix them or is there any other components that happened? Yeah. So, um, well, I found CrossFit in 2012, I guess, but I still had to finish out my senior year. So by the time the open for 2013 rolled around, I had really honestly only been in a CrossFit gym for maybe like four to five months. Um, so I only had four to five minutes, so, but I still qualified to go to regionals, yeah. but then I got 18th of regionals, right? But that, that was back when we took 40 to regionals. So like, yeah. like the bottom 10 guys who made the regionals back in the day in 40 were terrible. Yeah. Like they were pretty bad. They just, you know, anyway, so that's why they kind of made super regionals. But, um, but yeah, so I didn't only had like five, six months underneath my belt of pure CrossFit training. Sure. Like when I was at, when I was in college, was I trained for CrossFit? 
I, I didn't have a CrossFit affiliate. I was just doing, I was just like doing whatever I thought was good. I think I just practiced double unders. I, I didn't have any way practicing muscle ups. I didn't yeah. really have any way to really progress. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I think 20, and then by 2014, I had had at least a year and a half under my belt and obviously one year of competing at regional. So I had an idea of what yeah. it was like, you know, and so, and a bunch of other local random competitions I did. So by the time I got 2014, I had at least some time under my belt and some experience to know what I was capable of. Then even like the three years from then on. So like you mentioned regionals and super regionals there, like you finish. So 14, 15, 16, you finish second, 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 which like yeah. is an incredible level of consistency, especially considering that the whole region changed. Yeah. Like, it, it, my quote was always the bridesmaid, never a bride. <laughs> I, I never got to win a sanction. I was so mad about that. I always well, wanted to win. Some, there's some people that never even go to a wedding. So just count yourself lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I just, I remember, um, so in 2014 was regular regionals, yeah. you know, like as we know, old style regionals. And then 2015 and 2016 were super regionals yeah. that I went. And I remember when they combined the 2015 regionals, um, when they combined it, right? 2015. Yeah. When they combined 2015, I remember there was an article that came out that was kind of like, Hey, this is the combination. And then they went through all the stats of 2014 and they talked about, you know, who do you think should go to the games, who super regionals and who won't. And they combined, of course, I was the North central regional and we combined with the central East and the central East was known for Rich Froning, Scott Panchett, Graham Holmberg, yeah. you know, Bill Mora, Andre Strong. I mean, some great freaking athletes, Alex Anderson. I mean, these guys were freaks. And I remember there was an article that came out that said, yeah, when they combine the North Central and Central East, probably no one's going to go out of the North Central. I remember that just completely dug me in the sin and ticked in the skin, ticked me off. I was like, well, yeah. who are they to freaking judge us? Like, sure, like they had better athletes at the Central East, but that's a year from now. You know, like, yeah, yeah. so I remember going in, I think 2015, <laughs> I was, it was kind of like a, the whole concept of the quote of pride comes before a downfall, right? Yeah. So I, I had a lot of pride going to the regionals. Like, I'm going to win this sucker. I said, I'm going to repost this article, call that editor out, call him a moron, and then, you know, flip everyone the bird and stroll out. Like, yeah. you know, you guys, from the Central East, you guys can, you know, you know what. And, but, um, so I was sitting in first place pretty much throughout the whole weekend. I mean, I think, I think for the last workout, I had an 80-point lead on second place. So I had 80 points on Scott Panchik, which yeah. is, in terms of regionals, is a crap ton of points. Yeah, I yeah. just had to literally finish the workout to get first. But like I mentioned, pride comes for a downfall. And so we had, I had never used a C70 shorty bar before in cleans. Yeah. And if you guys have never used it, there is absolutely zero whip on that bar when you sit in the bottom of squat. And by the time I got to that last bar, I failed it once, but I made the rookie mistake of continually trying and not resting an yeah. adequate amount of time to get it. I think I tried it like four or five times instead of like, okay, I'm going to sit here for 30 seconds and then hit it and still yeah. get a decent score. So because my score was so bad in the final workout, Scott took first. Um, but it was still overall, I still felt good. Like, okay, well, I came other than one workout, I crushed this, this regional. Like it was, it was great. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the point that ticked me off in the 2015 regionals was the article of, oh, no, the North Central is going to qualify. And did they put anything out afterwards when you came second? Did they like retract? No, but I still reposted. I said, even though I didn't get first, I said, you're a moron. <laughs> Nay, nanny, boo, boo. I mean, because I think it was Scott, then me. <clears throat> uh, I don't remember the actual order, but it was Nick Uranker, Alex Anderson, and Graham Holmberg. So yeah. all Central East guys except for me. So they were right. Like it was pretty much going to be Central East guys. 
but I was like, you know, like I'm someone's going from our region. It's gonna be me. I'm gonna I'm gonna get sent. Yeah. So. And then at the games, then you move up. So, like you said, your rookie year. So you finish 18th that year, and then you finish 10th, and then 7th. So, like, do those years of like say pre 2017. So, like 2017, you missed out. I suppose that'd be a low light. You missed out with your your you had a knee, knee issue. So, do those original years stand out, or like, do you ever look back, or do you worry about maybe getting complacent if you allow yourself to do that, or are you kind of nostalgic about it? Um, no, I think they were good years. I mean, I, I'm a completely different athlete than I was then. I've gotten a lot smarter. Uh, younger Jacob would have done. I, I did a lot, man. Like when I got to the games, I wasn't great at a barbell. I mean, I still am not great, but I'm better than I was then. But I was not great at moving heavy weight. But what I was great at, it was just give me a lot of crap to do over a short period of time, like three days, and I'll be fine and dandy by the end of it. And um, I was great at that. And that's why I I excelled at the games that got better. But then it stand out. You know, there were certain events where I couldn't do well at. You know, like you make me clean and jerk. You make me snatch. You know, you make me deadlift heavy. And so those have been a lot of things where I have to focus on and kind of tame it back a little bit and say, okay, well, you know, me doing lots of volume isn't as important as uh, making sure I can snatch better or clean and jerk better or deadlift better. And then I suppose like the obvious talking point then is like the 2018, you've got like a, you know, a couple of thousand place drop in the open, basically because of a standard uh, with the handstands. Like I remember your post at the time when you, when it was obvious that you wouldn't qualify, you said that you were like looking back at videos and you were trying to figure things out and trying to understand a way that you could get it and like you're a bit of a math nerd so I suppose if anyone was going to work it out it was going to be you like did that experience and encountering adversity like that like like how did you deal with that at the time was it a difficult time or you just kind of like look this is the way it is yeah I'd be lying if I didn't tell you it's difficult like I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that there was some tears shed in the house I mean you work for you know, 2017 was disappointing, but it was something out of my control, right? Like, yeah, I can't yeah. control the fact that my knee swelled up, and that was very disappointing. 2018 was worse. I mean, it was still out of my control, but it was something where I thought was unfair. And, you know, like, yeah. my knee, that's me, but I can't control that. But a rule or a regulation that I didn't agree with, it's still out of my control. Don't get me wrong, but it's still disappointing because it's like, okay, well, I don't think that's very well thought out. Like, it's I don't a, yeah, think it's a, it's a human decision. Like, someone's made that call. Like, yeah, someone's made that call for me. Someone yeah. decided to make this call for me, and then I can't go because of this decision. Uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty disappointing. Um, I, you know, I immediately switched over from that. I, I mean, I'm, I was super fit, and I was like, okay, well, I'm super fit. My season's done. What the heck do I do now? And that's kind of where I I started a garnering a relationship and a friendship with Hunter McIntyre. And I yeah. started kind of doing some obstacle course racing races, OCR races, um, and kind of putting in there and going to those kind of things. Cause I was like, okay, well I'm super fit. I don't want to sit at home and eat Cheetos and twiddle my thumbs and not do anything. I might as well, you know, go out and use this. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it was, it was definitely disappointing for sure. And were you annoyed then when you saw like the same standards come up again? Yeah, I, I for sure was. Um, it was very annoying. Um, and to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised um, if you saw it again. Like, I, you just, um, I love the people in charge of CrossFit HQ. They're all great people and they're yeah. awesome people. I think sometimes they might be a little bit misunderstood. And I think sometimes they make decisions that I don't necessarily agree with. But again, what people need to realize is when you pay your $20 for the open, you are paying to play their game. They make yeah. the decisions, they are the decision maker. 
They are, they are the gatekeeper and they are gone. Like they make the decisions. It doesn't matter what you say and complain. It ain't going to change. And I think that's unfortunately, that's something I learned early on, but it's what a decision and a concept that a lot of people are learning now. Like I love all the guys, guys that went to the games this year. And yeah, whether or not you agree with the cuts or the way the events played out, that's what a lot of guys are realizing. They don't agree with it, but it doesn't matter. Like yeah. CrossFit HQ makes the decisions. You're just either going to go along with it or disagree with it, but it's not going to change what they choose. And so, yeah, I didn't necessarily agree with their standard, um, but it, it wasn't going to change anything from my perspective. It was just like, okay, well, what's the workaround? Well, the workaround is I don't do it on my palms. I do it <laughs> on my fists. Whose idea was that? You know, it was actually funny. Someone a couple, like a month or so after the 18.4 workout, someone had sent it to me. They said, like, in, they slid into my direct messages. I don't remember who it was. And they were like, you should try it on your fist. And at first I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> Dude, that was like three months ago. Like, get over yourself. Like, it, what's past is past. But then the more I got to thinking about it, the more I realized, like, you know, that would, it technically says you don't have to do it on your palms. And there is a lot of people who do them on their fist because they have wrist injuries. So they yeah. can't flex it that way. And it would give you depending upon your wrists or your knuckles, it would give you an inch to an inch and a half worth of clearance, although it does make it a deficit. It is more difficult, but you can meet their standard. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, you know what? That actually might work. And so I kind of jerked around with it and practiced it here and there to make sure if it ever came up again, I'd be fine with it. Well, 2019, they had strict handstand pushups. And so I was <clears> – they didn't have that standard, which – and to be honest, when they came out of that workout and they announced that they were going back to the old standard of uh, 36 by 24 inch box, yeah. um, I remember cheering in the house. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to the games this year. Like, Because you, you're always having the back of your mind like, okay, well, if they come up with that standard, I'm going to get screwed again, you know? Yeah. And so when they came up with that standard, I cheered. And I looked at my wife and I says, I'm going to win this workout this year. I'm going to win this workout in the open. I'm going to shove it to the man. And they're going to have to post about me and say, oh, Jacob Hutner won the strict handstand push-up <laughs> workout. And it's going to be hilarious because I'm going to be like, oh, remember last year? I didn't win because your stupid standard. And I thought, oh, I'm sticking to the man this year. And my wife and I were so stoked. I did that workout five times, my friend. And it got better every single time because I was like, I'm going to win this. Like, no one's going to touch me. Well, I think I came in second overall. Um, <clears throat> and then they did video review. And the guy who got first got penalized because – he wasn't locking out his strict handstand pushups, I think. So he got penalized like, I don't know, like 14 seconds or something. Yeah. And so he fell behind me. Or I think it was more. I think it was like 30 seconds. He fell behind me. So then I'm in first. And I'm like, oh, UPI Kaye, boys. We are in it to win it. And then they watched my video. And I mean, I deserved it. Don't get me wrong. But I'm pretty sure that HQ was like, okay, we don't want Hetmer to win this. Okay. Like, this will be a PR like, can you imagine what that would look like? Yeah. They're like, we need to watch this video. So I, I swear they watched that video on like eight, one eighth speed <laughs> because they deemed me for like, they gave me a, like a seven or 14 second penalty. Essentially it was just a penalty requirement to drop me right behind Alex Smith. Yeah. Um, and Matt Frazier. So they moved me like beyond one spot away and they deemed me for uh, my hand not coming down completely on before my feet touch the ground and i'm telling you you have to slow that sucker down to like <laughs> one eighth speed to see that and i laughed because i was like okay one fine whatever 
Like, I'll take it. But two, I was like, okay, like, really? Like, is that what, is that what, like, is this what it's come down to now? Like, someone's like, all right, guys, slow it down. We got to make yeah, sure it's like him a Castro's, Castro's over someone's shoulder going, re- rewind that bit. Can you zoom in there? Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking, okay, like, it's just like the open is, is always going to have issues because, like, if you're only going to do video reviews, the top 20 guys, well, what does the 21st guy's video look like? And if yeah. you penalize the guys in the top, <clears throat> the top 20, so say you look at the 19th place guy's video, and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to give you a 30-second penalty, and he drops to 27th overall. Well, you didn't look at the 21st guy's video, so how is yeah. that fair that he drops behind it? You know, just yeah. To me, it's not fair. Um, but anyways, regardless of that, I just thought it was hilarious. I was like, okay, well, touche. I can understand why you did that. I get it, but I thought it was hilarious. I was like, I think I even posted it. I'd actually, uh, are you a big fan of The Office? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's a, there's a meme where uh, Toby Flinderson comes back from like Costa Rica yeah. and he's like HR and Michael hates him. And he comes back and Michael's like, no, yeah. no, no. And he like screams, you know? And so I actually put that with the video. I put it in full <sighs> speed. And so people could see like, oh, what it looks like full speed. And you can't even tell. And then I one half speed it, I fifty uh, percent speed it, and you can kind of maybe tell. And then I put it in at like eight speed, and I kind of I interlooped it and jump cut it with the meme, and I thought it was hilarious. Because I mean, yeah. like it, in the long run, you have to laugh at yourself. I'll make a joke out of it, but at first I was kind of like, I want everyone to see, like, yeah, okay, like I'll take the penalty, but really, guys, really, <laughs> okay. Um, like back on the highlight reel, then you're you know you're third in the open, you're sixth in the games. You're now the fittest man on this podcast, edging out Matt McLeod again. He was on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's actually released to the day of this recording. So he'd be pretty pissed off that you've pushed him back and <laughs> down below <laughs> you again. I still love you. Uh, how does it feel to have made like such a storming comeback? Or did you view it in that way at the time? Like, Was there a sense of redemption about it? I mean, there's always... I, it wasn't redemption like... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I think you have – you want to prove that you belong there. I think the hardest thing to deal with in the sport is ex- expectations. So people have expectations of what you're capable of, and you try to meet those. Um, and, you know, like a good athlete can, can um, force those out and not focus on those, but it's hard. I'm not going to lie. It's difficult. Um, but, yeah, I had expectations. I was uh, 18th, then 10th, then 7th, and, you know, I've gotten better every year. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going back. I've got six spots to choose from. So I guess I'll take six, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that was just kind of a, you know, I want to get better every year and that was it. Um, cause I had, I had John Singleton, you know, he runs the program. He used to coach like Sarah Sigmund's daughter and BKG and a few others. And he, when I was talking to him, he kind of talked about like that underdog status that I suppose is what you're talking about there of like, suddenly there's this weight of expectation of like, Oh, I'm not a rookie anymore. Like I actually have like, I have a standard that I've set and now I have to do the same or better. Like, you know, it must be difficult to, I suppose, face into every season thinking like, right, what did I do last year? And ha- like, what do I have to do to improve on last year? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, a great uh, comparison since some of your viewers have already listened to him is Matt McLeod. Like yeah. Matt McLeod came in a rookie, did well. I mean, obviously I went to the Australian CrossFit Championship and he took first and I took second right behind him. And then went to the games and he took seventh, which is awesome. Yeah. So now he's probably feeling the idea, the weight of like, okay, well, there are expectations set upon me. Like I got seventh and, and there's probably is pretty difficult. I mean, yeah. I remember as a, as a rookie getting 18th and thinking, cause my goal is to be 50 percentile, which is top 20. And yeah. I reached that. And you know, like you have these expectations, what you're capable of. And now people are like, okay, well, if you got seventh or you got sixth or you got this, I expect better from you next year. 
And so it is, it is difficult to deal with for sure. Um, your YouTube, like, and your Instagram and stuff is like incredibly positive. Like you're obviously an incredibly positive guy. Like I spoke to Joshua Shama a couple of weeks ago and I was like, okay. Sh- oh yeah, Josh, he's awesome. <laughs> I was like, this guy loves life. <laughs> and then after that, I spoke to Justin Medeiros, you know, he won Filthy last year. Yep. And I was like, okay, Josh has got nothing on this guy. Justin is like crazy positive. Like he missed out on a uh, ticket to the games, uh, same way that you did there in that uh, regionals where like in the last workout, he just bombed it and the guy yeah. like passed out and he was just like, oh man, it was so awesome watching him take the ticket. I was like, what? <laughs> like, you know, he's just so positive about it. He's got a great mindset. So like he, he even moved up a level from what, what Joshua had been saying to me. And I know your friends with like Noah Olson and Chandler Smith, two insanely positive guys as well. Sure. Like, do you find it hard to stay positive? Is it based about like who you surround yourself with? Like, I, I, did you gravitate naturally towards those type of people? Or did you like, do you ever struggle say getting up on a day to think like, okay, like how can I be positive today? Or is it just something that you don't even need to think about anymore? Well, I think you have to come from the perspective of what we get to do, right? So I, I get to wake up every morning. I, sure, I have a couple companies. I have work that I run. I have work. I have a couple companies I own and operate, and I'm an entrepreneur. But at the same time, I get to wake up and work out for a living right now. Yeah. Now, will that, la- will that last forever? No. But at the same time, for the time that I have been given to work out right now, I get to wake up and just work out for a living. And so – I don't want to look back in like 10, 15 years from now and be like, oh, I wasted that because I was super negative or I yeah. wasted that because I worried too much. Like, I want to look back and think to myself, man, for the time that was given to me that I got to work out for a living, I did everything within my means and I had a great time doing it. And I encouraged as many other people as I possibly could to take the same path. Not, maybe not the same path to be an elite athlete, but the same path for focusing on your fitness or your nutrition or, or just what the Lord has given you for a, a body for you, the temple that you've been given, like focusing on that and being health, healthy. And yeah. so, yeah, like, like not many people in the world, such a small percentage get to get to wake up and not work a day in their life. Cause they love what they do. And because I get to do that, it allows me to think, okay, this is awesome. Like, yeah, like for the time I, yeah. I actually, I still laugh now. Like it's been, I'd say I've watched the clip about 15 times and I've talked about it about 10 times, but I still laugh now of, at the timing of Noah Olsen with uh, James Newbury paddling past <laughs> the fact that Noah Olsen goes, isn't it so cool that we get to do this for a living? And I was just like, of all times to make that statement when someone's passing you out in a race and you're like, oh yeah, vying but it's cool. on earth, just be like, oh, this is so cool. I was like, that guy is insanely positive. Like, Oh, no. I mean, he's right though. That's why yeah. you see a lot of us, a lot of us kind of all congregate together and we're, we're pretty good friends because we have the same mindset because we think the same way. Like for instance, I know uh, I, ha- I interviewed Noah last Thursday <clears throat> for this YouTube series I'm doing. And then um, he's doing Instagram live workouts every uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And so I'm joining him on Friday, um, this Friday for his Instagram live. So we all kind of sit together and try to help each other out because yeah, we, we get a huge blessing to get to do what we love. Do you chat much? Like when the games are on, like say, would you have been like, do you, do you try and chat about other things when the games are on or like say last year, were you kind of chatting to Noah about what was going on or were you just kind of like, yeah, we usually tend to tend to talk about things other than the games. Usually I think the games were different this year than any other year because it was very intimate. That's the one word I used to describe this year at the games is very intimate because there's 10 of us, right? Yeah. So years past, 
there was 40 guys, 40 girls, and you never talked to the girls. But now there was 10 guys, 10 girls. And so we hung out with the girls a lot. So it was very easy to sit down and have a conversation with Haley Adams, to talk yeah. to T, to talk to, you know, whoever had made the, the top 10 for the guys and the girls. And yeah, so a lot of us guys hung out and just kind of chatted about, you know, hey, you no, know, when do you think about getting married? How's, <laughs> how's the wedding looking? Or, or, you know, like, how's your mom? Or stuff like that. Instead of you know, the competition itself, it was just very laid back. Um, and very intimate, I guess. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I went into a bit of, I'll call it like a hep hole on YouTube this week. Um, after you said you come on, um, I think like one of the, in one of the videos you mentioned kind of similar to what you said there at the start about like, Oh, if you hate the videos, like say it or whatever, you said something similar in a video and, and you were at the, after you said the comments, you were like, you know, social media is dark. I suppose I'm kind of wondering, like, do you encounter a lot of negativity and then how do you handle it when you do? Like, I know last week you had, a pretty funny uh, rebuttal to someone like giving you shit for traveling <laughs> yeah. during lockdown. Like, and you were like, there's my house, there's my gym. But like, obviously like as someone who you've basically told us in a few different ways, there a few different anecdotes about how you don't like when someone else tells you how it is, if it's wrong, like, you know, so I suppose someone telling you that you can't qualify from regionals, you're going to prove them wrong. So it, as someone that might find it difficult not to bite back, like do you, sp- do you find it hard to kind of quieten yourself on social media with negativity that you might get? Yeah. So, uh, how I approach social media from the get go is if anyone's hung out with me for an extended period of time, uh, I tend to be unabashedly myself. Um, and so a lot of people or some people, not a lot, just some people tend to be someone in front of a camera or in front of a, in a video or a photo for you, but they might be different in person. But the guy I am, Probably the guy I am in, in person is probably a little more likable to people than on social media, um, which is a little bit different for most people, uh, depending upon who you are. I mean, I, I'm not going to filter myself for who yeah. I am to, to make just, sure I meet someone's expectations. as well. Like. Yeah. I like, unfortunately, look, here's the deal. I am a conservative man, male, living in Kansas. So you better believe you're going to see me shoot guns. You're going to yeah. see me go hunting. You're going to see me shoot a bow. You're going to see me read the Bible. You're going to see me do all these things. And if you don't like it, I don't give a flying rat crap. Then go someplace else. I'm not here to live my life for someone else. If they don't agree with it, go, go beat it. Go, go pound sand. I don't care. And so a lot of people, unfortunately, tend to try to be themselves for the majority of people. I have a – in my concept is not everyone in this world is going to like me. That's okay. I don't have to make everyone like me. But if you're just yourself, if you're just your raw, unfiltered self, a lot of people are going to appreciate that, even if they don't agree with you. Yeah. So even if someone thinks to themselves, well, I believe in a lot of gun control. I don't think anyone should own guns. But they see me being my raw, unfiltered self. They might think, okay, yeah, I might disagree with Hefner, but I still like him for that. Like, I don't have a problem with people disagree with me or give me constructive criticism. Everyone has their own opinion and their own right to that. But yeah, what like I have a problem it, with is – go ahead. It's, it's funny, like, I, like I'd – I'd be definitely on the other side of the fence when it comes to gun control. I suppose probably grew up in a different country and stuff. And they're not, you yeah. know, they're generally like they're, if you're a farmer or something, you might have a shotgun or something just for, you know, protection or animals sure. or whatever. But like, it's interesting that you say that because I suppose maybe I have similar outlooks on people that you have, but like, I don't think I'd ever, unless someone was telling me that I was wrong and that you should have guns and you're, you know, you're an idiot for thinking that you shouldn't. I won't really have like you know I've no issue with say like say you and Matt Fraser and a few other guys are fairly uh, 
you know, vocal, not vocal, but visual, I suppose, with their guns and stuff. And like, I couldn't really give a shit, like, but I think it comes down to that thing of like, it's, you're able to separate the person from their actions or you're able to separate the person from what they might have said or might have done. And, you know, like, I'm sure if I went back deep enough, you you would have said something in a video that I thought was bullshit, like, but the fact that 99% of the stuff entertains me or I find interesting or I find, you know, uh, value in it kind of negates that 1%, you know? Well, I think what it comes down to is, are you trying to push an agenda? Like, I'm not trying to push it. If I was trying to push a single agenda on social media, if I was trying to push one agenda, it would be be yourself and value fitness. And not even value fitness, it's value your body. You've been given one body. So I'm not saying you got to be an elite athlete and be able to do a sub two minute Fran or whatever. I'm just saying value the body you've been given whether that's through nutrition or making sure you, you have, you know, you're healthy and you're, and you, you're, you're being healthy and doing mobility, whatever the case is. Yeah. But it's, you know, a lot of people try to push an agenda of, well, this is how I feel about gun control or fitness or whatever. So I'm going to push it on everybody else. No, like I'm going to show you that I shoot guns. If you don't like guns, that's, I'm totally cool with that. I mean, that's the beauty of the country and the world we live in. If you don't disagree, if you disagree with me, that, that's the beauty of human nature. We're not yeah. all the same way. Like, that's cool. I'm fine with that. Like you're pretty given with your time as well. Like we've said, you make a lot of videos and stuff and you're kind of, you respond to comments and you respond with videos to stuff that's said and stuff. Like you answered a lot of criticism uh, about the, the cuts at the games and the, the way that it was like, uh, not the way that it was done, but I mean, I suppose how it was or why it was done, like why the, the cuts were made when they were made and stuff and i think even i personally find it kind of eye-opening like things that i would have said at the games last year watching it about oh this is bullshit or whatever sure they haven't touched the weight and then like after watching your video i was kind of like do you know what he actually he's shut me up there because it actually does make sense and i think again about hunter's inclusion like i wouldn't have thought of the fact that like athletes sometimes get invitations to compete at sanctionals and there's nothing ever said about it but then just because he's in a different sport or you know like say that you were talking about, I think, was it Chandler and Pat did a, a, a an OCR without qualifying? They just were invited. It's the same thing, but no one complained about that. I think, yeah, like, it, yeah. did you make those videos because you were fed up of listening to people kind of bitch and moan about it, or like, was it because you were there and because you know Hunter that you felt you should, that someone should say something? Well, I think uh, if there's a void that I can fill and people will watch it, I will do it. And if I can make a clear, concise argument, unfortunately, um, a lot of people in this day and age tend to think that in order to make an argument, from my perspective, this is my perspective. If you're trying to make an argument with me, we're going to debate about something. As soon as you start using vulgar language, in my mind, if they're like, oh, this, well, this is bullshit or whatever, I think to myself, well, I don't respect your opinion because you can't vocalize why you think it's bad. If you can tell me, hey, I don't agree with this because X, Y, Z, then I can be like, okay, well, let's definitely talk about it. But in this day and age, a lot of people seem to think that, oh, I'm going to vocalize my opinion, which just means I'm going to say it's stupid. Okay, why is it stupid? The loudest voices are... Yeah, it's so so stupid. So if I see a situation, whether it's Hunter being invited to the games or the cuts at the games or the program or whatever the case may be, whatever it is, and I see that there is an ability ability for me to make an informed, well- put thought together argument, then I will do it. And if you disagree with me, great. I mean, that's half the stuff goes viral on the internet. It does well because you make stuff like that. But if I'm not going to get on the internet, you're not going to see me make a video of, you know, um, 
of, so for instance, you're not going to see me make a video about the handstand push-up standard and you see me open the video up and I'm like, well, this standard's stupid. It's so dumb. Yeah. It's this and that. No, you have to put, why is it not well thought out? Well, because it doesn't take into consideration of your the human anatomy changes. Well, why is that? And unfortunately on this day and age, a lot of people do that. They think an argument is how many times can I curse instead yeah. of actually put thought into it, which I wish would change, but probably not going to change anytime soon. I'd say a lot of the people that you get like negativity from or comments from as well, I'd say if you write back to them, they'll just be like, oh, sorry, uh, Jacob, big fan. Uh, you know, like, immediately oh, yeah, back all down the time. It's, yeah. All the time. Like, all the time, I always get like, I mean, messages or even like comments, even direct messages too, where I respond back and I'm like, why are you so salty? Like, what, 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 what is your deal? And I was like, oh, I'm a huge fan, man. Like, oh, I love you. And I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, it's, it's just funny. Like, um, it's like a rat. Thought, it's like a rat in the kitchen. If you turn off the light, it just freezes. It doesn't know what to do. Yeah, like, oh, that. I don't know. That's like, oh yeah. If you saw me in person, you'd never say this. You'd be like, let's give a picture. I'm your biggest fan. Yeah. But because you can be behind it, 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 you know, like social media is great. I mean, obviously, I've made <clears throat> half my living off that. But social media is awesome. But there are also some downsides to it. Is it doesn't interpersonal communication is getting lost. The ability for people to talk on the phone. And to communicate between each other is so lost because people think that they have uh, that invincibility behind yeah. the screen. When in actuality, it's like, no, you're just a moron. Like, like, yeah. like anyway. So, um, I think my my favorite uh, like Instagram posts you've made and like a huge highlight for the open season for me so far has was the Invisirope. Um, like, oh yeah, you're kind of following, I guess, a similar line to that. I know, like, you put up. Um, you did like an April Fool's about like toe lifts, uh, like last I don't know, was it last week or the week four, or whatever? Um, and now you've got uh, you mentioned at the start you got you started to work on Fran. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that and what we can expect from it? Oh, yeah, so yeah, Fran, so <clears throat> yeah, I'm super stoked. So <clears throat> I'm a big fan of The Office, like you yeah. already talked about, and so big fan of John Krasinski. And um, this popped on my newsfeed, and I watched it, and I thought to myself. This is the absolute most genius thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and he's you, right. You, like, you put it in your story. I remember you said, like, someone needs to do this yeah. for CrossFit, yeah. Yeah, I did that. I put it in my story and said, someone needs to do this. And the more I thought about them, I realized, well, no one's going to do this, Jake. Like, it's going to be you. Like, you're going to do this. <laughs> yeah, I'm someone. Why can't I do this? And it, it's just genius because, <clears throat> unfortunately, in this day and age, and it depends on who you are and what you agree with, sometimes I feel like the news is freaking out there to spread so much i mean what sells right like yeah what what's gonna push it you know fear always will get you to tune in and listen to stuff yeah and it's just so negative and, and i thought to myself you know what someone needs to do something positive when i saw that i thought man this is absolutely the most genius thing i've ever seen and then yeah you're right i was like somebody needs to use crossfit for a fitness niche and it's not to and i say that because i want people to realize like a lot of people will get upset and they'll be like you're just ripping off an idea from john krasinski well, yeah, of course I am. I'm, I'm, I'm sourcing it. I'm saying, this is awesome. This is genius. Someone needs to do this for CrossFit. I'm going to do it for CrossFit. Yeah, you, so, even yes. you even tagged him in the video that you, in your original post. Yeah. It's not as if you're like sneaking off behind his back. No. Like, like, it's, not, it's not like, oh, you know, like if something good has been invented, someone's going to copy it and try to make it not better, but someone's trying to get it to their space, to their yeah. people that follow them. And so, yeah, so we filmed episode one last Thursday. Um, and so the kind of the goal of it, is to promote different segments in every episode and then bring on people. Yeah. 
And so um, for the first episode, <clears throat> as a quick heads up, we're going to do the segments we have are creative fitness at home. You know, how are ways you guys are doing creative fitness at home? Like yeah. I've got great videos of people doing the most randomest things um, to get the fitness home because they don't have equipment. And then um, I've got, we're always going to have like highlighting an affiliate owner. How are some affiliate owners giving back to their community? What are some affiliate owners like dressing up for Zoom calls? Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also the first episode, we highlighted a lot of medical professionals that are also doing CrossFit because they're, you know, very busy doing stuff like that. Um, very similar along the lines of what John did in his first episode. Yeah. And then we decided, I decided, okay, well, I can, I'm friends with so many people in the sport. Like I'm going to bring in people. And so the first episode we brought in Noah Olson, as you know, is super positive. And so yeah. we brought in Noah Olson, uh, had a great bunch of questions. And, you know, he also told like one of his most embarrassing stories, which is awesome, which you have to listen. It's great. Yeah. And, um, and then we brought in a guy who owns a, um, a functional fitness gym here in Kansas City, where I live, whose only members of his gym are cancer patients. So oh. that to me is just so cool. And yeah. so it, it's cool to showcase people that it's an opportunity for me to show people in our sport that are giving back and creating such a positive impact to our community that don't have the platform and aren't household names. Like Noah Olson's a household name. So what he does, people see like, oh, Noah's awesome. And he is awesome. Because you see what he, do, he does on a daily basis. But there are so many people in our sport <clears throat> that don't have that platform. They're doing things in the dark. They're doing things that no one gets to see. Yeah. And, and if you give them the light and bring them out and show them and say, look what Jerry's doing. Jerry has an affiliate where he literally just works with cancer patients. with So many women who have um, breast cancer or, or have no breast because they had to take them out or so many men who have prostate cancer that he programs just for them. It's so cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, so we're going to showcase that. It's going to be like 15 minutes long. Um, cool. I'm looking at the rough draft today. We're going to post it tomorrow, actually. Cool. Uh, tomorrow being Thursday, like the ninth or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're going to do an episode every week. Um, we're going to be filming the second episode tomorrow. So we're going to have uh, elite level athletes come on. Um, I've got an elite level female athlete coming on tomorrow. Who everyone knows um, we're gonna have, we're gonna have Brooke Wells on tomorrow, cool. uh, along with um, just a bunch of people that have just do gooders in our society that need to be spotlighted. That's cool. Um, and really so cool. I'm super excited about it. I, I think it's gonna be a piece of a piece of um, content that people are gonna love. Especially and, now, I think as well. Like yeah, absolutely. It, it needs to happen now more than ever. And you know, if it goes over great, I plan on doing this for the remainder of this COVID Corona yeah. season. But if it goes over great, then if this is something I can continue, then I will continue it. And the best part is I have so many people helping me because they see the benefit. They see the coolness behind it. Like I have people helping me do social media because like when I asked for content, I had like 500 people send me stuff. Well, yeah. I can't go through 500 <laughs> messages. Like, so I had to like pull in a company for that. I have a guy doing my video and editing. I have a, a guy doing my graphics because so many people see they want to help out. They see, Hey, there's a benefit to this. Like there's definitely something cool from this and awesome. So let me help you do this. And that's been super helpful to me. Yeah. I know even like you say United movement when they did their launch, like they, uh, filthy one fifty put out a post. They had sent a message like the previous week saying like, Oh, does anyone have any, you know, similar kind of thing of like any pictures or videos of doing fitness in a different way because you're at home now and stuff. And like, I mean, there's was an Instagram post. It was only 60 seconds long, but it's still, I'd say I watched it about five or six times because it's like, man, this is so cool. Like there's so many people are so clever in mm. what they're doing and, you know, finding different ways. Like, you know, it's, it's find a way or find an excuse. And I think it's cool that you're highlighting the people that are finding a way and, you know, hopefully people watching it will find it inspiring and stuff. And I mean, if you're not inspired by Noel's and like, come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think 
<clears throat> one of the biggest models I live by in this sport, which I've always if I have a question about what I should do. I, I always kind of come back to this is I would rather be known <clears throat> as a good, as a great man at the mm. end of my sport, when I'm done with the sport and people look back and say, Oh yeah, I remember Hepner when he did CrossFit. I would rather them say, man, Hepner, he was a great man. Or, or he was a good athlete, but a great man. Like yeah, he was yeah. okay as a, a sport, as an athlete, you know, whatever. He never won the games or he never did this or whatever. I'm okay with that. As long as at the end, my legacy is he was a great man who gave back as much as he can. Because when you look back, people in the sport, the guys who are the top in the sport, we have so much to give, so much knowledge, so much value. And we have such a great platform in order to be role models for the, the young kids coming up, role models for people in the sport, role models for people in the fitness industry. And we should take that and use that as much as we possibly can. Yeah, it's rare, I think, that people ha- like have a platform to talk and have an opinion that's valued and I suppose know the value of their opinion. Do you know what I mean? It's rare that that, that, that Venn diagram comes together. So it's cool that you're, you're going about things in the right way. Um, look, we'll f- finish off just really quick. I have a quick fire either or kind of thing. Um, yep. Just to round things off. So, snatch or clean? Uh, clean. Uh, YouTube or Instagram? Uh, depends on what I'm trying to do. If I'm trying to make money, YouTube. If I'm trying to put out easy content, Instagram. Uh, regionals or sanctionals? Regionals or sanctionals? Um, they both have their benefits. Sanctionals. Uh, strength or engine? Engine. Chipper or sprint? Chipper. Uh, best piece of equipment you ever bought? Ooh. Uh, a 150 pound D ball. Oh, okay. Uh, give up your weapons or give up your weights? Ooh. Ooh, that's a hard one. Give up my weights. Really? I suppose you can use body weight. Worst. Case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Can't, I can use body weight. Especially now, if this corona gets worse, I'm going to need all the guns I can get in my house. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> like, yeah. You get, there's value in doing push ups and stuff, but like holding up your finger and going pew pew isn't really going to protect you very much. Yeah. Yeah, I guess what you define as a weapon is a stick a weapon. I'm actually using weight as a weapon, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay, you're you've 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 gotten the, a pick of a draft to uh, pick a team to take on mayhem at the games. Who who are you picking for your team? So you and who else? Four, four people team, two females, one male. Yeah. Okay. Uh, gotta be team athletes. Uh, man, I choose Noah. I choose Noah and Chandler. Okay. Uh, I'll get to my reasoning. And then for females, I think I would choose Amanda Barnhart and, man, Haley Adams. I like Haley. I like Haley a lot. That's a good and you might like. be asking yourself, well, heck, Jacob, where are you? on the team coach. <laughs> I was just going to say, are you picking That's the two boys over you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely am. I definitely most certainly am. Like, I'm the team manager. Mm-hmm. But they're still going to give me a cut or whatever they win. So yeah, yeah. I'm cool with it. Obviously, yeah. It's a, good, it's, that's a, it's a real, like, all-American team. Like, you're just missing Ben Smith off that. Like, it's very... Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly who I'm missing. Yeah. Listen, Jacob, thanks a million for coming on. I really appreciate giving up your time. And best of luck with whatever happens with the season and with Fran. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Have a good day.